What's up, Redhead Racing Radio? Andrew Curlin here, coming back from Michigan. Hey, Jason Schultz, live in the Queen City, or just the suburbs of the Queen City, isn't that right? Thank you for describing exactly where I live. I'm glad I wasn't in Michigan because that is not one of my favorite tracks. The racing was pretty good. Michigan, I was actually talking to this with my dad. Michigan is like a home track to me. Like, I've been coming to Michigan. I, I've only missed a handful of races since like 2015, which is actually kind of crazy when I think about it because we didn't go to Michigan at all last year. And so like, yeah, we were there 2019, we were there 2018, 17, 16, and 15. So like we have been to at least one Michigan race for every year that they've run it since that year, which is kind of crazy to me. I also got a new motto this weekend. You what? Right, hear my, I got a new motto this weekend. What is it? Denny Hamlin said sometime during the race, it's fucking on now. That's my new life motto <laughs> for everything. What was that What was that in context too? No idea, but that's, I don't care. It's fucking Fair on enough. now, Andrew. You ready to I, battle? One of my favorite things is when, and I talked to Dillner about this, is when we're editing the download is to take Dale Jr. quotes out of context. Yeah. And, like, those are the best. Like, if you listen to some of those segment conversations and you just, like, play five, ten seconds of what Dale says, you're like, what the hell are they talking about this weekend? Yeah. Uh, you can actually take your mask off now that we're on the podcast and talk about Michigan if you'd like. Yeah. Yep. We were on the we were on the wrong end of that deal Masked this weekend. Masked up the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, no. We ended up have we had a couple interviews that were canceled, and then we ended up canceling a few just because it wasn't worth trying to do the whole mask thing. And why am I it wearing a mask? So... Why is the other driver not wearing a mask? Yeah, that you know, it really just, does it look bad. It was worth like it that. to just not not do it all. Yeah, it looks so bad when it's one person masking another person. Just in general interviews, like you didn't go to the track and do interviews for the last year and a half when that was a rule because you just know it's bad content yeah but i don't know it was a little interesting to see who had to wear masks this weekend who didn't i thought there were some things that were a little inconsistent with that but i don't know that's all i'll say about it did you have any new mottos from the weekend i don't know i'll have to think about it do you have a motto for me Fight the power? Was that it? That's what we were talking about before the show. Yeah. Uh, stop the anarchy. You want anarchy? No, I want no anarchy. We need to stop it. Stop muzzling the voices of the people. That the anarchy be is like complete freedom, isn't it? I don't know. I just say these big words. I don't really know what they mean. I just say them. Oh, you know what I learned today? It's pronounced subtle, not subtle. What? You called it subtle? I would always try to go in the middle and try to make it sound like you couldn't really tell which one I was saying, but I learned today it's subtle. Yeah, it's subtle. Aren't you proud of me? I learned something. I don't know. I feel like I knew that from the get-go. But All right, back to Michigan. I have a new favorite post-race activity. You want to hear about it? What is it? Trying to spot Andrew in victory lane. Favorite game. Did you see me pre-race, uh, at least for the Xfinity race? Uh, no, pre-race was... Oh, Xfinity race, we, I didn't really watch pre-race, but Sunday pre-race, it was drinking along at the pool 
and so I was not watching pre-race. More fun to drink at the pool than watch pre-race coverage. Would you imagine that? I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I haven't seen pre-race coverage a whole lot this year, especially now being in Arizona. It's like, unless it's an iRace, I wake up and the car's basically rolling already. Yeah, yeah, so, it must be nice. Yeah. You want to know why it's my favorite pre-race, post-race activity to find you in Victory Lane? Why? Because Brad Doherty is way too tall and he was standing in the middle of the screen and I could not find you anywhere because either, like, you were probably in the scrum of people behind him and I just couldn't find you. I'm like, where's Andrew? Where's Andrew? Is that Andrew? Is that Andrew? Whoa, whoa, whoa. is that him? Is that him? It was very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, him and Kyle Petty, that was funny. I think Kyle Petty, wasn't he making fun of himself the whole weekend that he just looked so short next to Brad Doherty? Although everyone does. I think there's a picture of him and AJ talking to each other, which I thought was funny because it was just like the stark differences. Yeah. All right. I have a topic I'd like to discuss. Wait, before we change the subject on tall people, I once heard Austin Sendrick, who's also a pretty tall dude. I don't know who he was talking to. It might've been Ty Gibbs before they were getting in the car at Road America. And as he's climbing in the car, he's like, this is like, clam- uh, let me start that over. As he's getting into the car, he's like, this is like cramping into an airport bathroom, airplane bathroom for like three and a half hours, is what he said. I thought that was pretty funny. That was his like last words before climbing into the car. He's like, this sucks. Like, just because he's so freaking tall for the car. Daddy long legs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, oh, was that Briscoe who told me to say that? Uh, I don't remember. I remember it was the last normal race. When you did driver intros. That's not true, actually. The last normal race I was at was, no, was um, Road America. I'm talking about 2020, or, yeah, 2020. No, we were at normal for a little bit this summer. No, I'm saying, like, that was the last race before things completely changed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, This could be kind of the Jason Teaches Andrew about NASCAR segment. But you know Michigan used to have huge-ass crowds and, like, six more grandstands? Yeah. Did you know that? I think I did. By the time you probably started watching it, it was definitely lower, but, like, it used to be freaking crazy how many grandstands they had and how many people were there. So I have a question for you. I wonder if that size of a crowd would have maintained itself if Michigan had racing like it did this weekend back in the day when the crowd started diminishing quickly. I don't know. I feel like you would say no because the sport is just no. failed in general. Well, if this, I think Michigan's racing sucked for so long that that's why no one's kept showing up. But if they had this quality of racing, I think people would probably have stayed committed to it. But I don't think there's any way to grow it back. But like, I think people would have. It would have been a much more pop or successful track had this quality of racing been there back in the day. Were you the guy this weekend who's texting about the zero off throttle time though? I don't think I text about that this weekend. Okay. Uh, other weekends, yes, not this weekend. Okay, because I, I think, mean, like, this is the package, right? This is the same package we've been running. So it's I know, like, but can't you tell it's different at Michigan than mile and a half, though? That's fair. That's a fair point. It is what it is at Michigan is what NASCAR had wanted at and every single race And there was some track. off-throttle time, too. Yeah, but this is exactly what NASCAR wanted at all tracks. They wanted this quality racing at all big tracks. Not, and I'm not saying it's totally quality because you couldn't pass a leader, or and then Denny Hant or Kyle Larson refused to make a move on his teammate for the lead because he knew he'd get help Denny get to the lead, which I don't really like that part of it. But the staying close together, staying bunched up. And one thing that made me mad though, that Logano, you saw, did you see the Logano wreck at the end when he spun out with Reddick or whatever? 
I saw Reddick spin out. Logano, when they had that bigger wreck on that restart. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Were you watching that live or were you watching it on TV? I saw that on TV. Um, I could not get over, and I know this is the case, how freaking hard it looked to spin out. It looked like the car did not want to spin out at all. It was kind of sideways, kind of sideways, and then it took so long to spin out. It's because there's so much like downforce. The cars just don't spin out. Like It's hard to wreck, which is a major problem. Has yeah, been. but if they made it easier to wreck, we would not have saw that kind of race. We would not have seen that. So, yeah, it's like you got to pick one. No, I think you can have a cars easy to wreck in a good race at Michigan without having to have this kind of package. But based on everything we've come to at this point, I think Michigan, that's probably a good package for Michigan. And you would hope fans would support that at Michigan. But I th- I don't think next gen car, I don't think it's going to be like that next year. It's kind of like, oh, great. You finally got a good package for Michigan and we're going to completely change everything. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do next year. I mean, obviously, I don't know if they've quite nailed it down either, is from what I'm hearing. I still think they're figuring out some of that kind of stuff. All right, I'll tell you what they're doing next year. Ready? What? They're going to run a new car called the Next Gen Car. It's going to have a single lug nut. Wait, I actually, I take that back. I actually do think I have a general idea. This is, this is back from what I was hearing in Pocono, but I think they're going to kind of split the difference between the old high horsepower packages and the current low horsepower packages that we yeah. have. I, I think, think they, I think it's going to be kind of a middle ground between those two things is what I think I, I what I think everyone's been saying. If I remember correctly from DBC probably in May or so they said like 650 horsepower seemed to be like the in between number they were going for. Yeah, I think it was right somewhere around there is like Which, what I've been hearing. I just want cars to wreck and action to happen. I don't care how it happens. Just give me action. Stuff happening. Storylines. Attrition. Attrition is my favorite word. I would love it if NASCAR just like didn't release the information on the package. Yes, don't tell us. I would love that too. Don't tell us what the hell they're racing. They've made it a big deal because of all this. They're trying to like prove to you that the racing's good with with certain packages and the differences or whatever. Just don't tell us. I agree. At this this point, it's not going to happen. But... The information will get out. Someone will say it, but even if like it's public knowledge, don't promote it as much as as you do because that's yeah. going to end up being the storylines. In a lot of the cases, it is. I mean, look how off, look how much we're talking about it now. Yeah, like this takeaway from the race is not anything that happened in the race. It's the arrow package. I don't know. I thought those closing couple of laps were pretty pretty entertaining to watch too. Even the exterior yeah. race at the end was. I, we were standing right at AJ's pit, and literally every single time a caution came out, it was just like complete disappointment all over again for them. Well, all right, you talk about what can we do? We have to pick either a wrecking or that kind of racing on Sunday. Did you watch the Xfinity Series race? Um, bits and pieces in okay. between had, running around. It had both. It had wrecks, cars being on wreck, and that kind of racing. That's exactly yeah. what you need. Yeah. So... I literally, I think I had a dream about this other night. NASCAR just decides, screw the next-gen car, we're going to the Xfinity Series Cars and Cup. That was, like, the best thing ever. I'm like, hell yes. That was going to be, that's, I don't think they're ever going to do that because they're not going to admit that the lower series product's better than the Cup Series product, even though each and every week it is. Even at Daytona, it might be, because Xfinity Series Cars don't seem to wreck as big as Cup Cars do these days. 
or have as many wrecks or it's easy to, as easy to wreck but xfinity series continues to be a uh, dominant in every aspect Good yeah job. i think and hopefully this is good news for a couple of years to come but Remember when we loved the truck series? It was all we talked about, and it was like it was the race to watch every single weekend. It was the whole like truck series night in America kind of thing. Remember and that? That's why, yeah, and that's why the Cup Series product is what it is today. Because right, of that. but now it's the Xfinity series, yeah. and I mean the Xfinity cars were relatively the same as as when we were watching those truck cars, and it was super exciting, right? I mean they they basically the yeah, same. Yeah, I think yeah, I would I would. I'm not an expert. I, I think so. a lot of this, at least why I'm so captivated with the Xfinity series, is A, they have the hardest cars to drive, which is awesome. But I think hopefully we're going to get some excitement in the Cup Series, and that's once again going to be the top series to watch every week with these drivers moving up. Because, like, you look at the Truck Series now, I could not name you. I mean, besides, like, the Matt Craftons and the... And like Sheldon Creed, yeah. and I, have a I, I couldn't tell you who's in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And that probably and doesn't make me look good on, on my end. Well, but it's just like it's not a captivating series this year. Yes. There's not people in it. Whereas you look at the Xfinity it. series, holy cow! Like that is this series to watch. Personalities. I have and a you would hope that eventually we get back to the point where those personalities take over the Cup series, and it's going to take time. And you know, it took time for the. Xfinity series to get to where it is when we were talking about the truck series. So hopefully kind of that wave will eventually yeah. push back up to the cup series. Once we get have, some of these veterans yeah, out of the way, it's going to be out of the way. That's mean. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it was mean. I have two theories that are, will probably explain why it won't happen. In the cup series. I think the, the reason the truck series was good those years and reason or part of the reason they were good those years is the inexperience of drivers in those series is what makes the racing better. They make mistakes. They mess up. They don't exactly know what they're doing yet. They're not as experienced. So the racing's better because of that yeah. cup series. Everyone's just the best. So they don't really do anything, but here's the thing. It didn't used to be like that. It used to be, they would make mistakes in cup two, which goes back to the cars being too easy to drive and stuff like that. The other theory I was just thinking about that you made me think of that I can't remember is, um, oh, changes. The truck series and Xfinity series didn't change much overall. Fair, yeah. You think we're not talking about the Xfinity series aero package ever. It's literally the same at every track and the racing is great. The cup series changes things so frequently that you can't get to the quality of competition like the other series that just stayed the same for the longest time and then the product just kind of naturally rises the cup series just changes everything too quickly to make that happen it seems like i know it's a way to be big and bold and 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 get the most immediate instant viewership but the cup series shouldn't necessarily be the guinea pig you know what i no, mean i agree and it it is it is the guinea pig because right, it's only that because they clearly had a superior product 15 years ago and they've messed it up greatly in the last 15 years and so they're desperately trying to do things to get back to where that is i think that's why i don't know i I am glad i am glad it's not my job to fix it because i know there's a lot of moving parts i think i do a great job fixing it wouldn't you agree 
Yeah, you you engineer. I don't know. I, there's got to be a way to do it in between. I don't know how you do it, but they've got to figure it out. You know? I, would think, <laughs> I would be the best at that. But don't you think they're clearly trying to chase the racing product that made NASCAR so popular? Like, that's what they're ultimately trying to get back is a good racing product that, you know, once the product on the track's good, everything rises around it. I don't know. NASCAR really needs to find its identity. Stick with it kind of thing. You know what I mean? No, no. We got to change it every year, Andrew. The more changing, the better. I, I actually don't hate the schedule changes every year. I think that's cool. I think going to different venues and all yes. that is good. That but is good. we but... do need certain things to stay consistent. And I think maybe... I if don't your know competition if necessarily... was good, you could not have to go to different tracks to make your racing good. If you had a quality product everywhere, it doesn't matter yeah, where you race. I don't know. I, I, I still think that even if the competition was good, I still yes. think it's a cool move to go to yes. these different places. Yeah. My point is if the competition's good, you can go anywhere and it's great. But because the competition's not that great, you have to go to different places to make other ways for racing to be better. But if we just made the competition great, it'd be great. Hopefully the next-gen car does that. If not, I don't know where we go from there. All right, want well, to move to Daytona? Sure, Daytona. I'm excited you, about that race. Do you remember our classic argument last year going into this race? What was it? About strategy and whether teams should race up front all night or stay in the back and wait till the end. Okay. It was a big debate. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then ultimately, I think... William Byron was up front for most of the night because he really had to be at points and stay, you know, close enough to the uh, in the playoff, you know, picture to be able to make the playoffs. And he won, and it did it. But there was a lot of wrecks, a lot of stuff happened. So, 2021 version. If you are a driver that solely needs to win the race, like Byron needed, he could get in on points last year. I'm fairly confident. So he wasn't necessarily just going straight for the win. If you are a driver that needs to win, you have no shot to make the playoffs except winning on Saturday night. What's your strategy for the first three quarters of the race? Yeah, I think I think this year's different than last year's debate because of the circumstances. There's no, uh, A, only one spot available, and B, it's still a pretty hefty points margin to overcome, so you're going for the win. All right, my but it's the same it's the same last year. Like all those guys that needed to win last year to make it still had to strategize the whole race to be able to be there at the end to try to win it. That's the same kind of thing as last year. Like they, anyone could have won last year and made it in, just like anyone can win this year and make it in. So are you staying? Are you, you know, biding your time in the beginning of the race, or are you just going straight for the win all night long? I don't know. What would you do? I, I'll be honest. I've never. This would be a question to ask the drivers directly because. We're just trying to have opinions. Just have an opinion. I I don't know. I don't know because I've heard sometimes the safest place to be is in the lead. But then some people don't want to be in that 5 to 20 range. You know what I mean? So if you're not within that top five group of cars, maybe it's not the best place to be. So uh, this is truthfully, I don't know. What would you do? I last year said stay in the back, stay out of trouble. I think I would do that for half the race and then try to get to the front for the second half of the race because recently guys don't seem to really come from the back and get to the front easily during the whole race. But you got to stay out of trouble early to be around at the end. That's my strategy. Last year I said stay in the back the entire race until the end. It wasn't really right. 
So as a driver, that's what I would do. So now tell me as you as a driver, what would you do? Just pick. It's easy. I, I Not easy that's... decision, but just pick. What would you, if you had to do it right now, what would you do? I'd probably go with the, the safest route. Um, Which I, is? Your strategy is pretty good. I don't know. I'm a genius. I feel, okay, yeah. I said the genius who just said he was wrong last year. Just saying. Well, last year I was wrong, but this year I'm a genius, so. Okay, well, let's see if you're right. Let's see if you're right. So you're going to do the same thing as me? You're just going to follow me? I'll probably. Your strategy is pretty good, yeah. All right, let's rank the five out of the playoff drivers most likely to win this weekend. You should probably pull up the standings. Out of the current playoff drivers? No, out of of the drivers that need to win this weekend to make it. Oh, that need to win. Um... Stenhouse. Let's rank them from five to one. So Stenhouse, your fifth pick. Oh, uh, then let me redo that. I don't know. I'm going to need a look here. I'll probably go at number five. Chris Buescher. Okay. I'm going to put Eric Jones at number five. He's won this race before in uh, not as good equipment now, but I think he would have a chance. All right, number four. Matt Benedetto. Huh. I feel like he's always in it. Or at least in the Daytona yeah. 500. He's been a guy who's just kind of like had solid results at the end. Or name that's there at the end. Yeah. And you'll have some teammate help him fairly confident. And again, this is all based off of hunches because I this is off off a whim here. Andrew wants to know that you're he didn't prepare for this, so if he's wrong, that's why. Okay, Jason, who do you got? It. What are we at? Three, number three? No, no, I still got my number four. I think you put Chris Buescher at five. I'll put him at four. He is always finishing well at super speed races, so I think he will have a chance. Okay. Could be good for Brad Keselowski if he makes it in, so I wonder if Brad is willing to help him uh, on Saturday. The teamwork is very interesting. See who helps who, especially with some guys not going back to rides. Okay, right. I'm at three, right? Yep. Austin Dillon. I'll put Austin Dillon at number three. See, I'm just going to keep him off my list because he can do, get on points. So, that's so do you want me to have warning. a – well, maybe I'll throw in a, um honorable mention then. Okay. My number three is Bubba Wallace because he is in a fast car probably, has never won a super speedway race in NASCAR, but I think the fast car, the teammate help, the hunger to win, that would be an awesome to see him win. Good for yep. Freddie Kraft, too. Yeah. Number two? You go. Number two is Bubba Wallace. Yeah. I Copy mean, the, you, saw, you saw him during the Daytona 500. Holy cow. If you're, like, watching him during the 500. You're like, yeah. Bubba's going to have a really freaking good year. Like, he was up front all night. Like, yeah. he was the Toyota, I felt like, for a lot mm. of that race. So, um, Bubba's, for- Bubba's my number two. I am afraid he'll be too aggressive and may not block at the right time and stuff like that. So hopefully... He did make a mistake at the end of the 500, which cost him. I think he, he ended up finishing outside the top 10. Yeah, he had a pit at some point when a lap down. Yeah. All right. My number two is Matt DiBendetto because he has... I think those Tal Dega races, the last two fall Dega races, or maybe it was the spring ones. I don't remember. But... He was like on the verge of victory both times. So I feel like he knows how to get up front. And he, like a win for him, like it'd be the Wood Brothers 100th win. He needs a win for his career. They would be in the playoffs. I think that'd be a pretty cool story. 
Should we say our number ones at the same time? I feel like we're going to have them both be the same guy. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yep, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Because he is the most aggressive and has done it multiple times before. And But, like, the fact that if he makes the playoffs, it feels so random. Like, how the hell did he get in the playoffs? I know. And I would be bummed to miss out on a Tyler Reddick or an Austin Dillon yeah. because I feel like Reddick and Austin Dillon have had pretty solid seasons. Yeah, at least one you know of them should I mean? be in. It's yeah, like, I agree. Who deserves to be in more, one of them or Michael McDowell? Like, Right, right. That's my hold up. We're have to make playoff predictions next week. That feels so weird. Like I'm not I know. I actually feel like I've got my – I was looking at this. I think I, I could be very close to my round one. Um, I'll say this right now. Tyler Reddick makes it into the playoffs. I think he gets past round one. That's yeah. gonna be my that's gonna be my thing. Big bold prediction. I think I think there are four drivers who would be in the playoffs who Tyler Reddick would be better than in round one. Yeah. I mean, hell, we're going to Richmond. RCR last year in the playoffs, Austin Dillon like shocked us all in the first round, especially yeah. Richmond. Like, didn't he run second or third or something like that? Yeah, so, that was the only interesting thing that happened in the first round of the playoffs last year. Literally, it was the only thing. Yeah. Those all races sucked, except for that. So, I don't know. This is going to be... I feel like this year is going to be a harder championship grid. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, I think it's deciding which Hendrick car is going to win the championship. I agree. Which, would we have said that last year? Yeah. I talked to, I talked to Larson about Phoenix. He's like, yeah... Not necessarily our best track. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, you miss Miami? He's like, yeah, I miss Miami. Oh, yeah. He would have been a lock if that was still the case. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's like, I don't blame you on that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. We can save the playoff stuff for next week. But yeah. All right, go it's ahead like, and like how, how well does Hamlin do? You know, like he's half yeah. the point standings, but can he get anything done? You know what I mean? He's great. So, then he's great. Yeah. Um, There's going to be a lot of interesting things to discuss next week. Yes. And the Daytona race was a thriller last year, so I hope we get a similar show. Um, I say if I ever stop watching NASCAR full-time, I would always watch this Daytona race. It'd be like the Daytona 500 and this Daytona race seem to be the best two races of the year. Usually, Not best two, but the – I don't know. I feel like this race especially has got a stigma to it that makes it very dramatic and very compelling, and I would never miss this race. So hopefully it doesn't rain. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Please don't rain. You're screwed up. I No, I'm false jinxing it right now. So you're welcome, NASCAR. Look what I'm doing for you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. We need that as a drop-in. Fair um, enough. Oh, don't I say that a lot? Just recently, I did not notice it until like the last really? few weeks. Yeah, I, I, I think if you didn't say anything, maybe I would have just like that. I still wouldn't know. What's your favorite word that starts with a C? C. Yeah. Whoa! You said it on the podcast. Ben bleeps it out. Do we bleep things out? He better. You should probably check our previous podcast. But besides that, you can follow oh. me on Twitter at HeyJasonSchultz. Andrew, where can they follow you? Follow me at TV. What do we got? We got a Tyler Reddick walk and talk. Don't be shocked. We're not wearing masks because it was recorded oh, before that was Oh, you're so real. unsafe. You're so unsafe. Um, What else do we got? We got some other stuff coming up. 
talking to Kyle Larson this past weekend. Um, and so we're going to have a little playoff preview with him. Some cornhole with Justin Allgaier. And um, I think that's it. I think that's all the content I have left. That's the library. Yeah. I have a question about a video you posted yesterday. I think it was yesterday. The was Sights it? and Sounds video. Oh, yeah. What was your inspiration for that video? Uh, the true inspiration was... It actually wasn't anything specific. It was just the fact that I knew that we had shot some pretty cool B-roll that weekend. And a lot of the times we do most weekends and we just don't get to show it. So it was just honestly putting some stuff together. Why? What did you think it was from? I like it a lot, but it's the same exact thing that RCR does every week. Really? I tweeted about it last week. I thought that's what you had seen and decided. I mean, I would seen stuff like that. You know, Colleague does some really good stuff too, and yeah. I don't it's know. It's literally it's straight cinematic slow mo shots of what RCR does, and I freaking love it. Justin, their uh, digital guy, freaking he's incredible. But that's yeah, exactly no, he's he does really good. Week. No, it was honestly like I'm sure I took inspiration from it, and you know, it's the sincere form of flattery to try and do something like that um but so andrew's saying thank you for the idea i um made it i made the same thing i'll tell you we brainstormed some ideas this past weekend that i know some people we're gonna we're gonna surprise some people on if everything's normal for championship four media day or if we get some jesus i gotta mute this group chat um, everything's normal then. Um, we should have some fun content planned, hopefully, for the end of the year. Once we I return back to normal, that is. Think that's possible, anyone? Yeah, I don't know. I like fun content. Fuck, my golf club's in the way. All right, my golf club's got to go for a walk, so we got to leave. All right, sounds good. Um, Peace, y'all. What was the word that you say a lot that we just talked about? Fair enough. All right. Fair that's enough. What I was <laughs> that was what I was going to say, then I forgot it. So we can just end the show here. The end. Good night.